0: Welcome to the Radical Woman Podcast. I am Dr. K. Abide, and I will be your host. As we navigate this sacred space, we're going to chat about our divine gifts and birthright as women, how to heal, thrive, and choose radical self-responsibility and authentic expression in all aspects of our maiden, mother, and crone journeys. I am so grateful that you are here for this So let's not wait any longer. Let's dive into this first episode. And I'll be honest, I have been compiling recordings and audio and topics and listening to all that you all had to say that you wanted to hear. And I was trying to be very organized about it and really just excited to drop it all but i have gotten a huge download um and a nudge from the universe and from my innate being saying that this message just has to be out here and so we're just going to go with it because Isn't that life? I have a saying that I tell practice members all the time and that is that we just go as the river flows and the river never stops flowing and it will make way for whatever it needs to. It will push anything out of the way. The water will flow and will make its way exactly where it needs to go in the perfect time. And so today I want to jump in and talk about birth and not just any specific thing about birth, but birth as women, as divine women, and how it can be interrupted from, unfortunately, other women. And it's so crazy that we have to cover this topic as women and that we just can't trust women to hold space for us during birth. But I want to share something that has been on my heart and again as a radical woman this may not be your opinion and the whole intention behind me creating the radical woman podcast is to know that each of us women individually can be radical in our own ways and diversity can be beautiful but if we are not representing ourselves authentically then we will not feel represented, feel loved, feel heard, and feel seen the way that we were created to. So this is Again, I'm not going to continue to say this, but my opinion, and if yours differs, that is beautiful, but I want to have the conversations for us to open ourselves to other opinion as women because we cannot continue the way as the world has allowed us to continue as women. There has to be a recollection for us to come back together, circle together, and support one another in our differences, and this starts with how we serve women. So I want to just get it off my chest. The major issue here at hand is that women holding space for other women in birth is completely possible. It is beautiful. It is a gift that we have as women. But we have to look at where we are holding this space from. First and foremost, is it coming from our ego or is it truly coming from our innate vessel that is putting ourselves? on the back burner and really tapping in and being entrained in tune with what that woman is needing in this time of support or feeling heard, loved, and seen as all of us women do because majority of the time, unfortunately, I see women serving especially women in the birth world that work in the birth world serving from their ego because they need an oxytocin high an adrenaline dump whatever you name it and again they may not even consciously realize this and that's the key here as radical women we need to be able to look at ourselves and take radical self-responsibility and say huh In that moment, I actually wasn't serving that person. I was only truly serving myself. I was talking to be heard. I was listening to only speak back. I was looking at them to feel seen myself. And we have to unpack that. So I want to, again, address that major issue at hand is that, sure, you don't have to have given birth to hold space for a birthing woman. But you must actually have given birth and experienced the death and birth portal and the initiation that comes with birth if you truly want to understand a woman, a woman as you are holding space for her in that time. And again, holding space without ego, without interruption, and without any of your own noise. I witnessed this firsthand in both of my birth experiences. um, And although Of course, they were with individuals that I completely trusted. I too had apprehension going into the birth portal with someone as sacred and loving and trusting as my husband and the photographer that I grew a relationship with. I had to be vulnerable and release and let go and surrender to being my radical authentic self and letting them know what I did and didn't want because that plays a huge role. So again, I hear you. I hear all of you out there that are probably saying, but women who haven't given birth, they can absolutely serve women. They don't have to give birth. I completely agree with you. They don't have to have given birth to support a woman. I know, love, and adore several women in the birth community who have not given birth themselves and hold beautiful space for women in their birthing time. But we have to really dive deep into another layer of this, and that is the birth and death portal. That's, I mean, a whole nother can of worms we have to open and I'm a hundred percent excited and willing to go there because we have to realize that when we open the portal of birth death is also a possibility and when we have women serving from their ego and not realizing and acknowledging within themselves how much their body their physical vessel actually thrives off of adrenaline in serving birth and thrives off of these adrenaline dumps I mean it's in my opinion, no much different than a drug addict or someone who is getting an intensive high or getting an intensive fix. And then they feel like they have to keep getting it and getting it. And then that's when we serve out of ego. So again, unfortunately, these women in these communities are not serving women regardless if they've bore, bore children or not. It's what is their agenda? What are they trying to promote? And to be honest, a lot of these women are overworked, exhausted. They're not taking care of themselves. They're not honoring themselves as women. They are not having any acts of self-care. And they are just constantly being the savior and trying to be a savior for these women in these communities. And it is resulting in a lot of nervous system shut down. I mean, and this is birth communities across the nation. I mean, I talk with women and other birth keepers and care providers across the the United States. And this is uh, unfortunately a consistency that we're seeing in women who are playing the saviors of birth. And in my opinion, it's taken the home birth community and turned it into a home birth with a savior complex, in my opinion. And again, it's not that free birth or unassisted birth is of hierarchy. Every woman has the sacredness and the choice of how they choose to birth and what that dream birth looks for them. But we have to start teaching women that when they're sorting through and searching for these women to support them, that they're finding these women supporting them out of true authenticity for the support of that woman. And they're not hindered by somebody else's nervous system that is just astray or somebody else's beliefs um, that they're not able to set aside and appreciate diversity. And they're leading from ego, even if, and I cannot say this enough, even if they don't consciously know it because subconsciously we're just going throughout the motions that we're used to. And a lot of these women in the birth world have been doing this for decades and they are not willing to take a step back and self-reflect and actually see that the energy they're bringing into these birth circles is completely different than the energy that they're actually speaking in words it's damaging. It's damaging to these women that are, in my opinion, signing up to have a savior at their birth and then unexpectedly their birth doesn't go as the way they dreamed it. And now they neither party took radical self-responsibility and now they are having to reassess that and placing blame and throwing all of these words and all of these Instances and and words back with each other and energies, and it just becomes toxic. And then each of those women take that energy from the birthing woman's side to the uh, support person or the midwife, and they take it into other women's births. And that is where that cycle becomes cyclical and extremely dangerous for all parties involved and women for as the collective. So hear me out. I know I said. Recapping, that the major issue is that you don't have to give birth um, to hold space or to support a birthing woman, but you must have given birth and walked through that thin veil—the birth portal, the death portal, um, whatever you want to call it, if you will—and been between those worlds. If you truly want to understand a woman and support her from a innate to innate, authentic radically authentic position rather than from an ego stance and I too have made tons of opinions before I was a mother before I was a mother of two especially um, and of course before I was a, a mother at all and in our maidenhood journeys we tend to have life experiences that lead us to believe and place judgment upon other women In our circles that are walking a different journey than we are and this is where the radical self-responsibility component is so so important because I too felt like I could mother better than other women who are actually mothers and that same dichotomy takes place in the birth world of women who've never given birth thinking that they can do and say and feel and be responsible for and take an egotistical stance at what the mother is wanting, needing, or asking for and trying to fill that savior role. And also too, not allowing them to truly understand the complexity and the diversity of which that thin veil in between worlds stands is that babies do die and that Birth is equal to death. It's the same portal. As we open up and bring new life in, other life does leave us, especially as the birthing mother, we lose ourselves and our, our spirit completely transforms and we have a rebirth experience through that portal and women supporting women who haven't walked that journey again not saying you can't but you truly need to remove your ego from it and just witness and be of all, but be of awe-inspiring energy and honor for that woman Because she is experiencing it for the first time, for the second time, for however many times and holding that space for you at the same time, knowing that you also have it. And so those energies are so pungent and needing to be balanced in a space like that because the power of that portal is so profound. It is so intensely profound and it requires the utmost respect and the utmost space to be held for it. And we have to start changing this for women because the collective is feeling it. All of those energies that are mustered up and chaotic and spinning in like crazy-ass vortexes all over. It's asking, it's screaming for help. It is begging us as women to have these conversations and to have them without placing blame but holding the most adoration and love for these individuals knowing that if they choose to walk through that portal at any point in time in their life, or if they don't, that they're loved and respected for it in their own way, as is the mother who chooses to birth and whatever desire that be, she is respected and honored and loved for being her, not for her belief systems that don't match up with yours, or if she's making something, making a decision on something that you wouldn't do, we need to be able to bring both of our energies to the table and allow them to be in a cohesive balance in utmost respect and love for each other in the birth collective. I mean, that is what is going to change and transform us as women, as we are in the world. Um, And we really have to embody that river flowing mindset and mentality that we will flow and go wherever we need to go without regard for other people's egos, because that truly is how we live in our own radical authenticity. And the radical truth of the matter is that birth is hard. Mothering is hard. Womanhood is extremely difficult. And if you want to serve these women in birth and in their mothering journey, from their maiden to mothering journey, from their motherhood to multiple motherhood journeys, we need to be quiet and learn from them. We need not talk at them. As birth keepers, as women supporting women, as sisters, as friends, we just need to be quiet because there's so much we could learn from a woman who has walked either portal from birthing a child or losing a child. We just need to listen because unfortunately, as women We've created this disconnection within our physiology that we can be everything and do all we want to do at the expense of hurting others and be unapologetic about it. But what we really need to embody is that we can be, do, and have all the things that we want to, and so can all the rest of our sisters. And we can all create from that same space and have so much that all comes from the same pot and we all have the same opportunities and we all have the same availability of reaching that abundance and having what every other woman has and it's not a competition and on the other coin a side of that coin is that not every space is meant for you as a woman and that's okay and this goes back to I'll have a whole nother episode on it eventually is that there is no good and there is no bad. There is no right and there is no wrong because we see women of vast cultures and mindsets and ideologies and values and we see them as they walk throughout their journey and we could all form opinions on what we could or should or wouldn't do or would never do or have done before in relation to them. And again, that goes back to holding that space from a truly authentic radical self-responsibility standpoint is that although I would not do that or choose that for myself, I support that woman in this experience because that's what she's needing right now. And that means, like I said, that the mother-to-mother support needs to be sacred. And if that means that you are not supported in that area or that space then it means it's not for you because we are all diverse and I truly believe that if we were all the same it would not be fun and diversity is necessary for us to learn and to evolve and to keep growing and we're at a pivotal point in society where we are seeing women embody their worthiness their birthright to take up space to be heard to be seen to be loved and to be respected in the spaces that they create for that and that they're allowed to say no and they're allowed to not want to have a conversation about something and they don't want to get into it they don't want to in a relationship with a person. They don't want to be anything that doesn't feel good to them. And the other person absolutely must respect that. I mean, if you were to ask me, this is like the decade of women recollecting their autonomous boundaries with their emotions, with their physical bodies, with their birth choices with their parenting choices with their spousal relationships and women are to be respected because we birth the world and again this is not laying a foundation of belief systems and I'm not going to come on here and give you all of my belief systems on what I believe or what I think is important or what I think is right because you can turn the coin a thousand different ways and get a different perspective of it and have a different lens and the bigness of that is when you take radical self responsibility you could sit in your own space feel your own emotions and not be impacted or affected by others because you are taking radical self responsibility for yourself and that is what I believe the birth world needs is we need to have level ground of I am me and you are you and I will love you for you and I will as a mother hold that space for you even though my choices look very different from your choices. And I also want to bring up this new age promise that we are subjecting women to in the birth world and that is of inherent safety and I will walk through this on another episode that I've actually already worked on but I think it's important that we touch base upon this too is that nothing in life is safe and no other woman is going to save you in your birth and if you ever come across a woman who is going to ask you to remove your radical self-responsibility that you stand on and take it on for you, (laughs) you should run the other direction. Because the biggest part of my unlearning in both of my free birth choices was exactly that. The reaction that I got when I was open and um, forthcoming about my choice to free birth with my first child was astonishing. It was so disheartening, I mean, with even within my own profession, within the birth world, within the birth community, is that I realize that women here do not trust birth. It is very far and few between that you will find a woman that actually trusts birth and doesn't lead with his or her ego. And that comes from, in my opinion, lots and lots of unfortunate circumstances where women have tried to be the savior and have tried to take the hurt and the pain away from women and promise them pain-free births and promise them this easy go-with-the-flow process of whatever whatever the dream may be for that woman. And that is definitely not the conversation we should be having. We should be having this conversation with women that Pain is freeing and that, yes, death can happen, but the beauty of experiencing the birth-death portal of bringing in new life and being in between worlds and also the fact that nothing in life is safe and if someone promises you inherent safety, they are not standing on their state their grounded state of their radical self-responsibility because no woman or man should ever try to take responsibility for something that you chose to do and unfortunately that's what we look at in the western world all the time when we're looking at OBGYN care or looking at hospital system births and again not saying that those situations can't go great again looking back, what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. Uh, Every single one of us has our own lens and our perception of what we see through. So we can't dictate or put a name to these circumstances, but we know that In these cases, there are not parties taking radical self-responsibility because in the hospital system, you have deflection to the policies and procedures and the manuals of the hospitalists and what they actually allow you and don't allow you to do. And then in the home birth world, we have that same situation when we are looking at licensed midwives, we have licensed midwives who are serving their licenses. And so they have policies and procedures within the four walls of your home that are also required and majority of those are taking responsibility for themselves over you and so we see this all the time unfortunately and that's why I feel it is a hundred percent my time to speak up about this is because we cannot save women we cannot save women from themselves they can only save them selves from themselves especially in birth and who are we to try to remove a woman from experiencing the beauty of fear and how it feels to take radical self-responsibility of being in touch with your nervous system and how important it is to feel pain so that you know what joy feels like and how important it is to experience birth so that you could also have the respect for death because it does happen. And women, especially women who hold space for death come at such a higher caliber necessity Um, and they have to come from pure innate mother-to-mother sacredness because when they come from an ego standpoint, it's just people shooting weapons at one another truly and nothing is ever felt or released or honored or valued. Within either party. And again, going back and circling back to my first point is that when we don't address this energy or these energies in these birth experiences, what happens is those energies just go right back into the collective and we keep seeing repeat cycles. So where does this stop? It stops with radical self-responsibility of birth workers, of women in general. So if you're a woman listening to this, it's time to take your call to action and step back. The first start would be looking in your female to female relationships and the first thing would be looking at when you don't agree with somebody on something, how does that feel in your body? And I've done immense work this with this in myself. And if it doesn't feel good, then say out loud, it doesn't feel good and feel it, feel it and be able to know what that feeling is that when you feel it again, you are honoring and listening to your body when it's giving you information on, on how to go throughout life and listen and take radical self-responsibility and honor that with which in yourself so that when you are in a place in any relationship it doesn't even have to be in birth that something doesn't feel good you could say to that person or not even need to say to that person i don't have time for this i am not willing to allow this in my life in my space at this moment i deserve respect i don't have to respond i don't have to react I can just be and we could readdress this at a different time or we don't have to because we don't owe anything to anyone. We owe it all to ourselves. And as women, it's why I created this podcast. It is time for us to take radical self-responsibility to stand on our ground as who we are unapologetically in our own rights, in our own Security and our own emotions, and say, I am me, and it's okay to be you. And if we're different, I completely love you because you're you and I am me. And together, that energy will completely transform our collective as women. And we won't even have to have these conversations about the depths and the despair that we see in the gaps of passing judgment on women and releasing them and holding against them such intensive energies and such just nastiness and that shows up and it'll ask to be healed in your birth if we don't stand up and speak for ourselves and be heard loved and seen the way that we truly desire to in every single relationship, but that relationship first starts with your relationship with yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this impromptu first episode of the Radical Woman Podcast. I am your host, Dr. K. and I am so excited to get started on releasing and launching the rest of this podcast. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes. If you would like to subscribe, please hit the subscribe button to be notified when the rest of our upcoming episodes launch. Have a beautiful day.